You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football. Welcome to the World Football Program, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. The whole A-team is in the studio today from 10 to 12. This is our last show for 2022. And I keep saying we're back in 2022, but we're back in 2023. We've still got lots of football to happen. The biggest lots of football is this weekend. Plus the A-League men, the A-League women. See, it never ends. We shouldn't go on break. We should listen to Ian Dennis and just keep on going right through. What do you reckon, guys? I think my wife's got a different opinion on <laughs> Christmas Eve. Yeah. Ian can come in and do it for us on Christmas Eve. How about that? What's this A-team? You've got me in the studio. Turn it up. Hugh, every time we look at you, we all go, eh? Hey. <laughs> yeah, well done. I'll keep setting them up. You keep knocking them down. <laughs> Thanks for listening in, everyone, and Merry Christmas to you all. No doubt you'll see some of us around at the Macedonia Park watching Perth Glory, men or women, or men and women. All I can say about that, what a great atmosphere in the last game. Mm. That home game was fantastic. Um, I think a few more bodies in, another 500 or so, jam-packed full. Get your tickets now. Yeah, yeah. Good good job. We appreciate everyone listening in today. We've got a full show, and uh, I'll be leading Penny. We've got Pete, Sean and Hugh in the studio. They're all the voices that you've heard regularly throughout the season. Plus a stack of guests, some of which we'll have on the show today. We've got Jamie Hanwell, the CEO from Football West, Greg Farrell from Futsal WA, Simon Hill from Paramount, Miranda Templeman, Melbourne Victory and Young Matildas, Matt Stacey, Perth Glory's number one fan, Ben Smith from WA News, Tom Samani, the head of women's football at Western Sydney Wanderers and former national coach of several nations, Mm. and Jim Webb, the Next Goal Wins podcaster. So... We've got a lot to get through. We're basically going to ask everybody what their moments of the year have been, what news they've got to share with us, and comments on the World Cup. I'm sure there'll be a bit of variation. And 
Yeah, look, I, I think on the World Cup, you've got to look at... People are decrying Australia's performance there. They got beat by two teams, France and Argentina. Yep. yep. Drop the right. mic. Who, who was decrying our performance? As far as I, all I've heard is positivity. That's right. Pete and I were talking off air. It's the best performance of an Australian team at a World Cup ever. Yep. It's, and, two you clean know, sheets, two wins. Australian football is in yeah. a fantastic position as a result of it. And, of course, the APL has now stepped in and shot that oh, in the foot beautifully. you start with that, are you, Pete? Yeah. Well, I, I talk to people in other codes and they, you know, they should be worried about us. The reason they're not is because we always shoot ourselves in the foot. We, yep. We spend so much time in fighting that this is why they don't worry about us. Um, great opportunity to leverage off the back of the World Cup, yep. and then all of a sudden this thing happens. But I have a very different viewpoint on it as well. Go on, I, Pete. I, no, no, I've been to most glory uh, finals. Yeah, yeah. And the home one at Optus, great spectacle, but I drove there from home, went to the game, drove home disappointed. That was the end of. I still, to this day, talk with my mates and my son who went with me to the Brisbane away final, mm-hmm. and it was... It was three days, uh, just a, a short three-day trip, but we, you know, we're still talking about it years later. Yeah, yeah. No, I was over, uh, what, 20, 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. which was the um, Sydney-Melbourne victory semi-final as a neutral, and that was, that was sensational. So I, I think it's a good move, but we've got... A different opinion. Oh, look, it's it's woeful, and yeah, and they know. talk about starting a tradition, but yeah. how, the one how constant... we got there was woeful. Yeah, Pete. that's how we got there. Oh, that, that's another whole and, and part now, of it. And now that that's in, we've got to deal yeah. with it. We, we've got to get over it. The contract was signed before the clubs even knew it was was a done deal. Their option was do away with that contract, and any um, mm. sponsorship or payment we'd have to yep. make to the, the, the sponsor and then try and find a new sponsor. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Or take the money and put up with it for three years. I'm... Yeah, no, uh, Sean and I... Uh, well, I, th- I think I'm probably on, on the defence by myself, but mm. we're of the opinion that maybe after three years they'll do an assessment and see whether it's actually been a positive Final. move or not. No, yeah. I think it's a foot in the door. Once it started, it but, won't stop. But, and there we go. That's tradition. You've got to start a tradition somewhere. Uh, but Dave, again, we've a got day. a 40-year tradition of the higher you finish up the ladder, the, you host the grand final. Yep. Don't, don't start me yeah, down yeah. that one, okay. Pete. <coughs> Guys, we've First got a guest post. <laughs> First past the post wins everything. We didn't need any guests today. Nah, we can just we argue this yeah. for two hours. Yeah. Jamie Harnwell, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, guys. Yeah, you can see we've been at it already. (laughs) (laughs) But on on a positive, two great things did come out from Football West this week. One was promotion and relegation through all leagues. And the other one was the three strikes and you're going to get some penalties for abusing referees. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, Jamie, on those two initiatives this week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, positive um, feedback and strong feedback across the community. And that's that's what we want to make sure. There's there's good consultation that people aren't always going to like the decisions we make, but uh, they were given the opportunity to, to speak to and respond. Um, the promotion relegation piece, I think everyone is is in agreement that uh, it, it's a good thing. Uh, the, yeah. the exact mechanism has caused some, you know, some discussions and oh. some uh, some disagreements. But that that's fine. That's healthy for our game. And and the three strikes one is, you know, it's really crucial to continue to protect our match officials and, and make sure they've got a safe environment in which to to work. For promotion relegation, eight years of negotiation was pretty much it, really. Um, I know I remember back in the day with Maurice Atiri as the head of the State League Standing Committee, it was being argued back then, um, and the State League have, have done a lot of work in that arena, and I think you know, that's that's paid off. Um, Hugh will definitely agree with me on the, the referee thing. Oh, yeah. 
Um, brilliant. I saw somebody complaining that if you're under 13s, get breached, your team could mm. lose the title. Good. I went, yeah, good on you. That's how it should be. Yep. I mean, <laughs> if we use the World Cup as an example, I mean, Paolo Bento, the, the South Korean coach, what an absolute disgrace. It looked like he actually spat at the match official when his team wasn't good enough. Yeah. And you think, how do you get away with that sort of behaviour to a match official? Why don't you go and spit at your teammate? Why don't you go and spit at your captain? I must have missed this. Did you not see that? I did not see this. But anyway, so can you explain uh, on that um, three-strike policy for us, please? Yeah, certainly. Um, So a a, a reported incident of a a certain nature. We get brought in for Football West. The first strike is the the club's... uh, is notified, all their members are notified across that. That's made public Mm -hmm. as well that that has happened. So there's that um, public deterrence as well. Yep. on a second strike, and, and I don't know the exact details, so I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Uh, second, <laughs> second strike, I believe there's a fine. Uh, members are notified again. Yep. Um, and then the third strike is uh, you know, there's a range of measures, I suppose, available to Football West from removing that team, um, docking points from the from the club. Um, so it really depends on, I suppose, the yeah the, the nature of what's occurred and, and how prevalent we believe it may be across the club. If it is just a problem team, and that uh, you know, and the club we can see that the club has done as much as they could to address those concerns, and we'll obviously treat that a little bit differently from something if it's happening at all levels of yeah. a club through all teams, and that's a completely different thing. And I think Hugh will agree with this. Over the years, that there's been certain clubs oh, yeah. that you you know when you go to that club, there's a culture that exists around them, um, and there's there's been a few over the years, uh, and the referees know who they are, um, and the clubs know who they are. So, you know, to have a tangible um, tool now is good because there was never really um, any decent way of dealing with them. This is. Yeah, no. It, it, yeah. And, and look, and the other thing I'll just uh, mention on that as well is that we've been operating with very manual processes across disciplinary agreements yeah. for yeah. as long as I can remember with the new competition management system we're bringing in. That's actually automated so we can very quickly bring up a history of a club, a player, a team um, to see what has occurred um, rather than sprawling back through spreadsheets, match official notes and the like. So mm. the whole process has really improved over the last six to 12 months and uh, I think both match officials and clubs will really enjoy yeah. both the competition management system but obviously the, the benefits that it can provide um, across a whole range of different areas. And, and when you talk about technology now, there's um, in several arenas we're using uh, body, body cameras or body-mounted cameras. Do you think that's a possibility going for future for referees? I don't know. Works for the police. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have a mute button on that, my camera when I was a referee. <laughs> that's Jamie. Can it, it moderates the behaviour of both sides, though. That's yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. But, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. So the promotion and relegation, Jamie, can you expand on that one for us as well, please? Yeah, certainly. So, um, obviously, through there's been different, I suppose, promotion relegation mechanisms through MPL, State League, and into the Amateur Prem. So, we've just brought that to uh, to make that the same across all those levels. Um, so, the top uh, top of State League goes up, uh, bottom of MPL goes down. But then for the for the second bottom, uh, there's a playoff between second, third, and fourth in the State League, which is similar to what's been within the State League two divisions previously, um, which provides. A little bit more excitement across the end of the league. It means there's more games, more things to play for, uh, and obviously a bit of a, a thrilling finish as well. So I can understand the traditionalists saying two up, two down, or you know, mm-hmm. all the different mechanisms that could be. I don't think we're ever going to be able to please everybody. We know how good the, the English Championship playoffs work, and that yeah. contains a number of teams. 
um, and generates a huge amount of revenue, a huge amount of excitement. So we're, we're very hopeful that, that would, uh, this system will replicate that. And would there be any consideration between state league or um, amateur and state league and state league and NPL about ground requirements? Oh, We've got yeah. a couple of nomadic clubs that are, you know, going from ground sharing deal to mm-hmm. ground sharing deal. How would that work out? Because you've got a couple of teams that play out of dog walking parks with eskies, <laughs> um, and you co- I wouldn't imagine that would would be the go for state league or NPL. Good call. Yeah, a good call. No, I think the the ground criteria from amateur premier to state league is is the same. I'll ha- I'll have to check back. Certainly, from state league to NPL, there are uh, those requirements that must be adhered to. The um, FA's brought in its NPL club licensing requirements for next year. It's regulations which will be uh, starting to be enacted. They won't be enforced fully for next year, but will be from the year after. And that gives the state league clubs a really good idea and a very very early idea of what they need to be compliant with and what they need to have in place to be able to be promoted to the NPL. So there'll still be those restrictions um, to be able to come up. And you know, For amateur clubs, for instance, they'd have to have an under-18s the following season. So those types of things will still be in place as they are. And it just means it's now sitting under the FA banner, which makes it quite uniform across the nation and, uh, and a lot easier to work with. And would that promotion relegation also include the um, inclusion of a women's team at senior level for these promotion relegation, well, promotion obviously sides coming up. Uh, sorry, I don't mean what. No, not sure what you, what you mean with that one. With well, the women's we've team. seen, um, particularly the NPL uh, in this state, that not all the NPL sides have a women's side. Um, would we be looking to maybe encouraging those sides that are seeking to gain promotion or, or have that aspiration to be putting some development and looking towards getting a senior female side? as well yeah look that's that's a really interesting question i think um what we see as an ideal is that clubs do cater for for both men and women boys Mm -hmm. and girls and that's part of being an inclusive club and a and a big club um what we don't necessarily want to do is is force those clubs who do not wish to to be able to do so what we have done is introduce promotion relegation for the npl women's as well so for the underpinning divisions there is that pyramid and there are you know teams um armadale sorrento uh, i think a couple others in state league or below that have started up their women's programs are building that and may aspire to MPL at some stage. Um, but certainly that wouldn't be a requirement, I don't think, for us. Uh, I, I surely, think, you know. I think the promotion relegation is on sporting merit and mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah, not yeah. always been the case in, in the years up to now. But now you'll get promoted and relegated on sporting merit rather than okay. a range of other things, yeah. Just a question. While I had the, the year of the man in charge, yeah. I thought, just yeah. ask a question. Can you imagine clubs planning to be promoted and the current construction uh, climate? Um, how long that would take to, you know, okay, yeah, you'd upgrade your facilities to be a long term plan. Look, I've got no problem with it being open to inclusiveness, and we should be encouraging everyone to to run streams for for girls and women. The the numbers involved are, are nowhere near what they are for the males. But yeah, you know, we should make the, make it available. Yeah. And you're right; some some clubs do it very well, and others, you know, if you force them to do it, they're going to do it and do it yeah. badly. Long term yeah. plan. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Jamie, let's uh, move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> World Cup comments, uh, mate. Who have you been following? Who who do you tip for the final? Uh, well, obviously Australia, and, and immensely proud of, of how well they've done and captured the the absolute imagination of uh, of all Australians all across the world, and just see those sort of scenes across the country with the live sites was just was just fantastic yeah. and hopefully inspires that next generation of players um obviously with the english heritage uh being, being up watching england was bitterly disappointed with the uh 
the defeat to France. I think I've been uh, telling just about anyone who will listen, I'm quite happy for the final to be washed out. And, uh, <laughs> uh, between Argentina and France. But, no, look, in all seriousness, I think France have to be the favourites. Argentina have, have proven they are a, a world-class team and were you know, somewhat doubted, I think, coming into the tournament, whether Messi could produce his best, whether there was enough support. But I think the, the attacking prowess that France has is just frightening and uh, they can score goals from anywhere and, and I think Argentina will find that very difficult to contain. It's their second string as well. You know, when you look at who the French haven't sent, um, you know. Ah, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> who haven't they sent? Mbappe's there. Who haven't they sent? Ja- Jamie, before we let you go, what about um, your, your year of football? What's been outstanding for you or maybe Football West in, uh, in terms of, you know, the, the best the best of the year? Oh, look, I mean, there, there are plenty of highlights. I think the, the finish of the men's MPL competition yeah. uh, with Borough winning in the in the last second yep. when the uh, the trophy was on its way back up the freeway up to uh, up to Joondalup yeah. uh, was certainly one. Um, just across the whole, it's been a challenging year again. You know, the start. It's amazing to think how far we've come in six months, eight months from where we were at the start of the season, and not knowing again where the games could go ahead, where the crowds could be involved. Uh, you know, the night through final was capped at five hundred from memory. So the, the the work that the team has put in under some really tough uh, conditions, we, you know, we've had, we've been under-resourced in terms of staff turnover and leaving and obviously the, the job market and the labour market is a really challenging one at the moment, but the team have done a, an incredible job um, across all of our programs, our competitions. We, you know, we're not perfect and we don't proclaim to be, but there's a, a real willingness to, to work hard, to work with our clubs and to do the best we possibly can for the game. So, that's that's my biggest highlight is the, the, the fantastic team I've got at Football West who, who do a great job year in, year out. Good on you, Jamie. Yep. Appreciate your time and all your energy and it uh, seems like it's been pretty seamless you rolling into that position for, for Football West and uh, mm. bring it on for next year. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Have Good a great you, weekend. See you later. See you, Jamie. Now, whilst all the talks about the final, yeah. the, playoff, <laughs> the playoff tonight is for the, the, the third and fourth. Yep. yep. And Croatia versus Morocco. Yep. Um, that looks like it's going to be a good game. Well, I've, I've said it more than a few I times. I love the Moroccans. Yeah. 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 Um, Great start. I mean, that was their first loss in 10 games. It was the first time anyone had scored against them. Mm, other uh, than themselves. Other than themselves. Mm. And traditionally, the, the third place playoff game is, is the one to watch. If you yeah. want to watch a game of the World Cup, that's usually the one because it's going to be the entertainment. There's, there's two sides that really have got past the disappointment of not making the, the final itself and have got nothing to play for but, but national pride. And yeah. they're just going to go hammer and tongs. I, you know, I could see a 3-3. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, look, I, I think the Moroccans, certainly the pride of Africa for this, yeah, yeah. this competition and the making of the African nations. But also, when you look at the last 16, five teams from Asia, yep. I think that's marked the Asian competition as being a serious um, competition. Yeah, exactly now. right. I mean, and, and you look at the, the US and, and their performance at the World oh, Cup. Five, I mean, everyone five had teams? Mexico. A very, very young team. Yeah, they're looking to build for the 2026. Yeah. And, yeah. And, from what they're saying, and we had uh, Zach Walker on last week, that maybe two, possibly three from that World Cup squad won't be at that 2026 injury and yeah, yeah. performances pending, obviously. Mm. So if you've There's got some a, really exciting talent yeah, in World that Cup team. squad of 26, and yeah. you're only losing three for the next cycle, you're doing quite well, I think. There was also some talk for the next World Cup. Yeah, here we go. The plan had been to go yeah. to groups of three, yeah. but I think FIFA's rethinking oh, that yeah, now because so they they're like, well, it's pretty exciting, groups of four, yeah, obviously. Um, it's just so, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the, the expansion that, that they've come up with. And yeah. Infantini, 
you know, you'd like to, as again, some people say you get what you, you deserve. Well, we've got Infantini. Yeah. You know, did we deserve him? <laughs> no, we didn't. But there's another guy that's just basically, allegedly, and this is just the opinion of the author, just doing what he thinks is good for a bank account. Yeah. Apparently, well, he they feels, w- apparently he feels a little Moroccan tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got our next guest on the line. <laughs> team, team, team. Okay, good ding, ding. Greg Farrell, good morning to you. Morning, Greg. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> G'day, Greg. Hey, Greg. <laughs> hey, going, Greg. Are you, where are you calling from this morning? From one of the courts? Yeah, I'm down at uh, our Super League competition. We've got the, the under-15 boys just finishing up and the 13 girls about to start. Wonderful. Never stops, of course. No. So, um, uh, what's your footballing news that you can give us? Uh, what's happening in the, the futsal world? How's growth gone this year? Is it smashing it? Yeah, yeah. Certainly, since um, the early part of the year, with when we opened the borders, COVID, COVID certainly hit us in in February, March, and April. Mm. Um, even no, not not so much actual COVID itself. But it was it was even just more the the concern in the community about potentially catching it. Um, and then it sort of spread and, and a lot of people got it. And then it was kind of, oh, well, it's here. We'll do, do the isolations and everybody's just sort of learned to live with it now. And I think we're on to about the ninth or tenth strain and most people are, <laughs> are well vaccinated and protected. So it's sort of just a way of life now is uh, I've got COVID. I'll have a few days until I'm feeling well and not symptomatic and make sure I'm doing the right things. But for the most part, the social futsal competitions have, have nearly returned to where we were before COVID. Um, and then the the elite side of the game is, is definitely flourishing. Um, more and more people uh, are getting into it and are, are seeing the benefits of, of getting more touches on the ball in the small-sided game and, and the faster pace of it and obviously shorter time periods as well. Games aren't, aren't 90 minutes. They're sort of done within the hour. Um tends to appeal to to people who have things to do on their weekend and, and weeknights as well. I'd mm. like to see the stats this year of players registering for 11 aside yeah, and then fun. players registering for small-sided games and yep. just see what how that's changed from last year to this year and how it might be again next year to see like if it's 50-50 or it's still blitzed by 11 aside yeah. or five asides you know, creeping up there. It'd be interesting to know those kind of stats, I reckon. Mm. Oh yeah, I think the eleven aside game is is obviously far more uh, participated in. But I think the the different types of of football, whether it be futsal or walking football or beach soccer or whatever other things there are, that the more of them that are, are popping up around the place, the more participation we get. Um, and I think the more people are enjoying the game, the better. And you guys were just talking about the World Cup on the back of that and, and hopefully on the back of the Women's World Cup here next year, mm-hmm. it, it's going to continue to grow. And that is actually somewhere that we have seen a large amount of growth. Uh, this time two years ago, we had three women's divisions with, with 18 teams in our in our Superliga and we had an under-20, uh, sorry, an under-16 girls competition with four teams. So we're talking about 22 teams in total. This year, we've got 13 to 15 20s and three division of women and and we're up near 40 women uh, female teams I suppose in, you have the, in the super league not not just in social football yeah. mm. so it's it's more or nearly doubled in in that two years but 
the grassroots, the, the younger age groups are, are where we're really growing. And hopefully with the World Cup, with the increase that will hopefully come in the female side of the game, that will, will continue. But I also think, Greg, that the, the people don't take futsal as being a serious thing because, oh. you hmm. know, professional footballers are, are normally associated with 11 a side, but in Europe there are oh, a huge. lot of professional yeah. Yeah. futsal players and, and one of our own or one of your own yeah. is over there in Italy touting a trade as a professional. So, yeah. again, it's, it is when we talk about player pathways, this is a player pathway that's very under underknown or, or yeah, people don't subscribe to it enough. Yep. Yeah, well, and that's, and that's certainly something that we do we, we do need to change. Like Zoe Spadano, yep. who had been with us since she was, uh, I think, 11 or 12 in about 2015, is, is playing in Italy. And she's gotten more she's gotten more games since the last time we spoke. Um, I don't think she's been in a squad in the last two or three weeks, but um, she's improving every week and, and playing professionally, training every day. Um, one of the things the last time I spoke to her was she said she's noticed a huge difference just in her, her physical capabilities, her her fitness, her athleticism and strength just from being on the court and getting touches on the ball every day ha- has improved enormously. And there's a lot of players here who are good enough to go and do it, whether it be in Europe, even in, in Asia, like Japan has yeah. got mm. two professional women's divisions. They've got four professional, well, two professional men's divisions and, and then two semi-professional. Yeah. Um, but there, there's so much growth. And there's, there's players from over East, who are now going to places like Italy and playing in the fourth division, which I think is a little bit silly. Like yeah. <laughs> the, the Australian level is not that low. No. But some of, some of our better players from the past played in in the Italian first division, and to be honest, they weren't that good players. So there, we have much better futsal players now than what we did do 15 and 20 years ago. So it's it's just a matter of people beating that path and sort of allowing everyone around the world to know that, you know what, Australian players do know what they're talking about and and can play and have been coached well. So once that, uh, I think there's a floodgate. There's going to be a tipping point at at some moment and we'll then see a bit of a rush. And we've got a few players who are planning on going over next year, um, have been invited over for trials in in Spain. Wow. So fingers crossed that a few of them make a mark whether it be in the top division in the second division um because that that's where it's, it's full time and it's you, you even in the second division in spain there are, are current internationals um flying their trade so it's it's just a matter of getting a few there once we do i think there'll be a bit of an explosion and a bit like in the 11 side game with the amount of australians now playing their trade in the professional leagues yep. uh, the same thing will happen people realize that we have very good technical players, but also come with it, with that bit of strength and fight in them, which is what you need when you're playing in those top European leagues. Yeah, well, and it was that, that classic, the the Australian football teams of the 70s and 80s and 90s were always always the underdog, and it was always, oh, well, we're playing Australia, it's going to be a physical game. But then we had that golden generation through the 90s and 2000s where we were full of, some of the, the best technical players in the Premier League and, and Italy, like Bresciano, Grella, Kuehl, Cahill, Viduca. Yeah. Like, we sort of made a name for ourselves 
have then dropped the ball a little bit. But hopefully, with futsal similar to football now after the World Cup, there'll be another another bit of a kick on and a push for more of our players to be in those better leagues. As much as the A League has done well for some players, it, it's still not a good enough league for if we want to be a, a country looking to get into the top ten in the world in the men's game. And then, obviously, for the women's game, the A-League is probably a better league than, than some other ones around the world, but mm. it's still really only a stepping stone for players yeah. to try to get to America or to the UK into somewhere like France, where Ellie Carpenter yeah. is. Yeah. Now, Greg, before we let you go, World Cup, all the games are happening over this weekend. Uh, who have you been following? Who's your tips? Um, I... I'm probably expecting France to get up. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't really particularly want either team to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. If, if, I, if I had to say a preference, I'd probably say I'd like Messi to yep. win the World Cup because yep. I've been a Cristiano Ronaldo fan as a Manchester United fan. Shame on you. Since, since, <laughs> since before he signed. But his behaviour in the last yeah. couple of weeks at the World Cup and then in the last six or 12 months, I just think, he, he's a, a spoiled brat who hasn't grown up. Mm-hmm. I know he, I know he's had some tough things in his oh, life, yeah. and, and, and that, of course, plays a part. But not shaking the Moroccan players' hands mm. after that game yep. just did him in for me. Like, the stuff at United, I can sort of see he's a, he's a prima donna and always has been, but we've sort of forgiven that. But to not shake the players' hands, I just think is unforgivable. Yeah. Like, it it lacks class. Yeah, and yeah. that's you're you're always claiming to be one of the best players through history. If you don't have the class to be able to do what we make our eight and nine year olds who are having a tantrum do at the end of a game, yeah. then yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, you're you're just not you, you don't deserve to be breathing in that atmosphere with people like Messi and Pele and. Yeah, well, when you talk about Pele, I mean, there's a, there's a man who had class as well as skill, mm. uh, and he was absolutely kicked to death in some oh, of those games, mm, and yeah. just got on with it. Never mind, just did the job. Well, the '66 and, and finals, he was kicked yeah. out of the competition. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, same in '62. They, they mm. just kicked yeah, the crap out of it. 60, 60, '62 was the one where yeah. he really got belted. Oh yeah, mm. and then and then he came back in '70 and and did everybody again, and it was kind of, oh well, he's back. Yep. Yeah. Greg, it's been fantastic catching up with you. Really appreciate your support personally with all the banter, everything we've thrown at you, you've managed to run with this year. So well done on that and all of your support via Futsal WA. Uh, Really do appreciate that. Love to hear that you guys are growing and uh, all the discussions. So please do join us again next year. And good luck with the uh, hand sanitizer addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 don't laugh. I haven't had COVID yet. Yeah. And I'm I'm saying that my hand sanitizer addiction has helped. Yeah, yeah I've not had it either. So <laughs> yeah, 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 me either. Actually, yeah, yeah. You just whatever the tradition is for you, mate. You just stick with it. All right, good tradition. Work. All right, good on you, Greg. Have a great weekend. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a wonderful end of 2022, and I'll see you in 2023. Brilliant. Okay, Ta-da. see ya. Thank a, you. I've got a stat. Pele was mentioned. Pele is one of only four players to have scored in two World Cup finals. Pete, can you name at least one of the other three? Oh, God, not off the top of my head. Are we uh, talking Lionel men Messi? and I'll, women? I'll, I'll give you a clue. His nickname was Zizou. Okay, <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. Okay. The other one was uh, captain of Germany, Paul Breitner. Yep. 
And yep. the one that I wouldn't expect you to go was Vava for Brazil. So in uh, 58 and uh, 62, Vava scored in both finals and Pelé did it in 58 with that wonderful goal and in 1970 World Cup final. There's a stat oh. for you, mate. How's this? How good's that? Golden boots at the moment. Uh, Lionel Messi and Mbappe, right? Mbappe, yeah. yeah. And it'll come down to the finals this weekend as who's going to win it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, what happens if neither of them score? They both then get a golden then boot. It's a draw. Sure. Yeah. Ooh, was that ever happened? Are you counting women in there as well? Can you name some of the women who have scored in multiple? It was uh, Marta and Long livid. Uh, Christine uh, Sinclair. Sinclair yep. from Canada. Yep. And or oh, the American. What was the, uh, oh, um, not Cully Lloyd? Um, Cully Lloyd? Uh, was it Cully Lloyd, Pete? I don't know. Oh, you I, I don't have one. the stats. I'm just thinking I'm see what you guys said. <laughs> um, can I just give a couple of shout-outs yeah, to people? It. Just a few people have been texting me in, so thank you very much for that. <laughs> uh, Shout-out to um, Danny Hodgson. Um, yes. Hope uh, everything yep. is getting better and better for you, young man, yep. and keep your family on, around mate. you. Um, Merry yep. Christmas to you all. Yep. Uh, shout out to Martin Wells, who's moved back here to Western Australia. He's, um, as far as I'm concerned, the grandfather of this show uh, in the handover. When I was a, a wee thing, um, uh, he said, here, Penn, it's all yours now, uh, and rebranded it from Saturday Morning Soccer Show to the World Football Program and just went, here. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> so, Hugh, don't you ever feel <laughs> bad, mate. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I started there some yeah. point too, right? I can always break out that CD. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks very much uh, to Martin Wells, and, and I realise the value of team, so you guys are fantastic, yep. and it really works for us. Th- Couldn't thank do it without you, you Penn. Yep. And, and whilst we're at it, um, thank you to Tony Campbell, who's pitched in and helped me yep. on a couple of occasions and Phil Kelly, the yes. State League standing chair. What a champ. He's been on several shows. Yeah, yeah. mine included. Yep, what a champ. All right, we're going to have a couple of sponsor announcements and then we're going to come back with our next guest. Hold tight, everyone. Oh, don't relax. I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Rotine is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. We're back. And I just accidentally cut that ad short, but that's okay. I'm excited to get Simon on the program. You've got everybody in the studio today, Penn, Pete, Sean and Hugh, and Simon Hill is on the line. Good morning, Simon. Morning, guys. How are you? And I can't hear Simon. Yeah, very very well, well, thank you. Um, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on the finals being held in Sydney for the next three years. Start with the big one. Well, look, it's uh, a decision that has certainly united the football community. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do that. So uh, congratulations <laughs> to the APL. Um, 
Look, I, I don't agree with it. I've, I've gone public as saying that. Um, I understand that they need money. Uh, I think it, had it been sold, you know, with more of an emphasis on that, then people might have understood it a bit better. But uh, unfortunately, you can't pull the wool over football fans' eyes and, you know, say that you're trying to build a new tradition and then in the next breath say you're going you're to flog it in three years' time for the next highest bidder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we already had a tradition um, and that is of taking the grand final around the country. And, of course, that's, you know, particularly pertinent for cities such as the one that you live in, in Perth and others like Adelaide and Brisbane because uh, those cities don't get grand finals in the other codes and that was one of our points of difference. Ah, oh, uh, Simon, you're saying everything I said and these two disagreed. They, they were like, take the money and run. Oh, no, I, I disagree with I disagree with how we got to this point. I disagree with the way it's treated the fans and the clubs. Uh, I think um, fighting against the clubs on this one is is not a good thing. They were basically told that there's a gun to your head. Either you you, you agree or you don't, and we lose the money, and no one can afford to lose the money. From from a my perspective, the Perth Glory Final in Brisbane is the one that I continually talk about because the away trip was it for me and just brilliant memories. Whereas the Optus final, I drove there from home, watched the game, drove home disappointed, and that was it. So there's, there's good and bad in both, but I, I think the tradition should be held in each individual city yep. when you've earned the right to host it. I'll, I'll throw out a stat at you as well. The eight largest uh, grand oh, yeah. final crowds in the A-League were not in Sydney. So yeah. Perth, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide have all had larger crowds before you get to the first Sydney-sized yeah. crowd. I knew that one. That's because oh, you told me off air. <laughs> the largest was that, that Perth Glory Yeah, final. was actually the largest yeah. fin- uh, grand final uh, crowd ever. So what do you reckon about that, Simon? How do you think that'll affect us going forward? Well, just a couple of things on, on what you've just said. First of all, that's true that uh, the biggest crowds were outside Sydney. Um, however, that's because the stadiums are bigger in the other cities. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, well. Secondly, you know, the, the issue about the clubs having a gun pulled to their head, well, that's not true. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the APL board yep. represents the 12 clubs. That's right. And, you know, they're, they're supposed to be all in agreement with this. The, the board represents them. And now they've all ducked for cover. Now, Danny Townsend has taken a lot of heat this week, and some of that's justified. Um, but the thing that's irritated me, I think, more than anything else, is that this was a collective decision. Ooh. And uh, when they made it and announced it and saw the reaction, they all ducked for cover. Yeah. And <laughs> it started splintering off into different directions. Yeah. Well, you know, that suggests that there is a problem with the governance of, of this league as well. And uh, quite frankly... The, you know, as, as a broadcaster, this made our job very difficult as well. Um, and it's so frustrating because we just had the best World Cup in living memory as far as Australia is concerned. Yep. And all of a sudden, we're back at war with each other. And, you know, it's not the World Cup's not even finished yet. No. So, it, you know, we were hoping to build on that momentum. And instead, we, we, we've taken two steps backwards, in my opinion. And yes, I know, look, I know we need the money. And there's no doubt about that. Mm. And... You know, the irony of all this is that we spent the, the last few weeks saying government needs to give us more money. And <laughs> the moment they do, we don't want it. Um, <laughs> but there is, you know, there's such a thing as, as sporting culture as well. And it, it's a difficult marriage between commercial reality and sporting culture. Yep. Uh, but what you have to do is bring the fans along with you on the journey. And I think that's what they've been guilty of not doing. Yep. And particularly, the, you know, the double-down 
press release or, or statement that they put out, which even, didn't even acknowledge that the fans That's were right. seriously teed off with this. Mm. I just think it's completely tone deaf. But anyway, you know, we're, we're sort of stuck with it. And yes, OK, the money is good. Let's not make any bones about that. Um, but, you know, how, how, much are they, how much money are they going to lose if, if the fans continue with these protests over the next few weeks? It's... Um, so sometimes I just throw my hands up in the air <laughs> at this game. You know, I've only been here 20 years. Goodness knows what it's like for those of you who are born here. <laughs> we, we, we continually shoot ourselves in the foot. Yep. And, and I, I just don't know when it will end. Simon, with the, the fan walkouts that are, that are planned during the games, uh, as a commentator, mm-hmm. have you been given any direction to mention them, not mention them? Sort of, you know, are the cameras going to be pointing in the crowds as everyone's walking out at the 20-minute mark? Or is it just focus well, on the uh, game? Look, I, I, I called the Newcastle-Brisbane game last night. Yep. We covered okay. the protests, uh, showed the pictures of the walkouts. And look, at, you know, we're, we're journalists as well as broadcasters. Yep. We have yep. to cover the stories. Yep. And uh, you, you cannot pretend that these things are not happening because they've made, you know, they've made too many headlines. So it's not that we're going to bang on about it the whole game yep. because obviously we're there to cover the football. But if, if there is a story that is occurring during the game, you, you are duty-bound to cover it. Yeah. And if that offends people or if it offends the APL, well, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Yep. Yep. The, the other thing that um, sort of irked me uh, that we spoke about <laughs> off air with this was um, all the focus currently is, or most of the focus is on the men's, but they're also moving the women's grand final to Sydney. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, the women's yep. grand final, even as it stands now with the host, um, you know, the top team hosting it, only averages about 5,000. So I can imagine what a, you know, Perth versus Adelaide grand final for the women would be like in um, in Sydney. Yep. And in addition, they were talking about this whole week-long festival of football Boy. that they're going to, you know, culminate with the grand final. Uh, but again, that's only the men. The women's grand final will have been been and gone long before this supposed, you know, big festival occurs, unless they're planning on having the, you know, the women's league and then come back two months later to have <laughs> the grand final, which I... <laughs> I'd, I'd certainly hope they wouldn't, but after this, this decision, I wouldn't put it past them. You never know. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think part of that festival of football is is clearly going to include an A League All Stars game, and yeah. again, this this you know strikes at the heart of the dichotomy in modern sport, and it's not just in Australia. Uh, you know, the, the the leagues around the world, and, and the A-League is certainly not the only one, is chasing the dollar. Yep. And if you remember when the A-League All-Stars played Barcelona earlier on this year, there was yep. a crowd of 70-plus 70, 70 thousand. Yep. Now, how, how many of those people go regularly to A-League games? I, I don't know. Maybe a few thousand? Yep. Um, yep. Those are the sorts of customers that, you know, leagues are chasing. It's the modern fan, event-goers, if you like. And and I get that. You know, I understand that they've got to try and broaden the base. Um, But you you cannot ignore what they disparagingly now call in England the legacy fan, of which I am proudly (laughs) one, by the way. I was going to football long before any of these guys were at work. Uh, And if if you ignore those people, then you kill the atmosphere. Yeah. because they are the people who are passionate about their clubs. And that's what's happened to a large degree in the Premier League, by the way. Yeah. The stadiums are still full over there, but they are absolutely chock full of tourists, let me tell you. And I was yeah. there in yeah. July, August, and there's 30,000 people there with their mobile phones taking pictures and selfies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's not the same as it was. Now, I, I know that times change, but 
do you want to kill off the atmosphere of your hardcore fans? And in Australia in particular, we have been for many years now chasing this mainstream event goer. Yeah. I, I have no problem with that, but you cannot ignore your core customer. If you do that, you're in big, big trouble. And, and that's the dichotomy that the APL finds itself in today because, you know, it sort of made that choice, if you like. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the, the All-Stars game, as you say, 70,000 people there, and, and as you you know say, they're, all, they're mostly there to watch Barcelona. You could have just as easily had Barcelona versus an actual A-League side. It didn't need to be an All-Stars game. You could have had Barcelona versus pick any A-League yeah. side you want and put them on the pitch. You still would have got the same size crowd. Yeah, well, and again, you know, this is this is where we haven't been successful enough in building our own local football culture. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when Barcelona come to town, it's always billed as Barcelona versus the A-League All-Stars or, yeah. you know, Juventus versus Melbourne Victory if, if they do play the club sides. And it's like our own league is an afterthought. Now, yeah. you know, there, there are fans all over the world who follow the biggest clubs in Europe, but they still go and, you know, turn up and watch their local team. And th- those leagues aren't necessarily as good as the Premier League or La Liga or mm. Serie A either, but th- they have already got that football culture in place. Uh, we don't to the same degree, at least with our A-League clubs. So, you know, we, we need to focus a, a lot more on, on building the local football culture mm, yeah. and getting more bombs on seats. And, you know, I understand that they've got to get money in. Well, you know, one way of doing that is actually increasing your <laughs> yeah, crowds yeah, yeah. at the A-League. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But the, but the other thing, enough. Simon, is with the, you bring in these teams like Barcelona, Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds, whoever... They're not turning up for Which their Manchester? shit. Ah. Yeah. Which Manchester? Well, <laughs> up until now, it's been, been United, not the proper Who one. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is that, that they don't come for nothing. And the, all that money that's yeah. invested into those games is being redirected out of this game yeah. in this country. Correct. Yeah, correct. Mm. Well, look, I've got no argument with that. And, you know, it, it's, it puts money in the coffers of governments, which is, of course, why Destination New South Wales are invested in this. Yes. They're not doing it as a charity case. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's about bringing tourists into the city, filling up the hotel beds yep. and spending money in the bars and restaurants. And, you know, that, that's, that's the capitalist society that we live in. And I, I yeah. get all of that. So there's um, one way to fix it. By the same token, you, you have to build your local product. Otherwise... You know, you are just a tourist destination in terms of football. And, yeah. you know, on the back of what we've just done at the World Cup, you know, I was hoping that we are actually going to build as a football country. Um, anyway, look, we may still be able to do that. And there's no doubt that the money is welcome. I, I, again, I repeat, I understand that. But, uh, you know, the, the, the bread and butter of football in this country is the A-League's men and women. And that really is the thing that needs the most attention. Yeah. And unfortunately, it is getting it at the moment, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Simon, before we let you go, World Cup comments and tips. Go, go for it. Uh, well, I said Argentina before the tournament started, Good so man. I'm not going to nice. change now, am I? Uh, <laughs> I? Look, I think it would be nice if Argentina won it for Leo Messi. You know, this yeah. is probably his last World Cup. And... Uh, uh, he's been the best player of his generation. Sorry, Cristiano, but that's correct. Um, 
And I think Argentina will, will win it tonight. But uh, if not, then Kylian Mbappe will have, will have two World Cup winners' medals. And what is he, 20, yeah. 22, 23? 23. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's, uh, he might have claims on being the greatest of all time in 10 years' time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's quite got the hairstyle or the swagger or anything like that that maybe Ronaldo's got. Oh, here we go. Hairstyle. Here we go. Hairstyle. What's that got to do with? I don't know. Oh the, the, the whole thing about the whole thing about Ronaldo is not just his football. It's like everything else. Hairstyle. Simon, Simon, you need to understand. With Penny, it's uh, it's when Ronaldo whips his shirt off, God. and then suddenly all objectivity yeah. goes out hey, the window. In wearing, she's, wearing, she's wearing a Beckham shirt that says "All you need to know." <laughs> that being said. Can I just ask you a question? Can I just ask you a question? This is sort of half serious. I said that about a female player. Yeah. I yeah, go down too well, would it? I actually said Did that he? to Penny off air previously. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. make the same joke. That's right. You know about a yeah. you know a That's Matilda's a player or something. But. That's a good point. I'll have to refrain myself in twenty twenty three. We don't talk about yeah. Sam Kerr's hairstyle. Come on now, we talk about how well she plays. That is true. Yeah. Okay. But All I will right. say, Simon, that Penny is wearing her Paris Saint Germain. David Beckham shirt, not that other red shirt that uh, yeah. would have put a little bit more difficult to yeah, take. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. the, the second best team in Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. that was FC United. <laughs> mm, considering that. Okay. Yeah. Simon, thanks so much for being a part of the show in 2022. Love your work, and uh, hopefully we can catch up at some point 2023. Brilliant. Pleasure, guys. Happy thanks, Christmas Simon. to you all. Thanks, Simon. Thank See you. ya. Thank you. Cheers. Now, whilst we're talking about the games bringing Ooh, in whilst we're bringing in Barcelona and Manchester United, etc., we talk about the money that's lost to the game, but yep. it's also the hearts and minds that we lose because yeah. those fans are invested in those offshore clubs mm. and not in the local clubs. That's right. Yep. So again, whilst we're elevating these people to a, a godlike position, we are not paying attention to our own game and creating the interest in our yep. own league. And and speaking yeah. of paying attention to our own game and our own league, for go. anyone watching, uh, Wellington Phoenix are currently up 2-1 over Adelaide United. It's half-time. And if you jump on the highlights, Craig Goodwin scored an absolute pearler of a free kick. Top corner. Mm. And if you are watching, the, the fun thing there is that the Knicks and Adelaide United are playing in the women's game afterwards. Yep. Mm. So, so that's, that's the sort of uh, initiative we need yeah. with the, you know, yeah. talking it up. Uh, talk about world game as well. Go on. The FIFA announced, I think, recently about a 32-team World Cup club championship. Yeah. Uh, and that's been going for a while yeah. now, and, and I don't see that happening. The, um, Europe, the yeah. European clubs, especially those in the Champions League, the last thing they yeah. need is more well, fixtures. And again, mm. well, uh, well, there's a Super League argument all over again yeah. because that's exactly what they want. They don't want more fixtures. They want more money. And that's that's never going to get around. This is FIFA-driven, not yeah. UEFA-driven. Yeah. So yeah. UEFA themselves will have yeah. words to say about that. So that, that's never going to happen because yeah. you, you then need the consensus of all the confederations and that will never happen. The South Americans are not going to give the Europeans Dollar one. Maybe what they should do is, is sign a contract that the World Cup <laughs> will be held in the same seat for the next three years so they can consolidate everybody's opinions. Controversial. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Controversial. I like what you're doing. Let's have it in Perth. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's not bad.
Yeah, they, they had been also talking about that that Club World Cup, which we do have a small have yeah. cut down version now, yeah. just with the winner from each confederation. They were I heard the thing about the thirty two teams, but they're also talking about having it every four years, which just sounded clueless because at a national level, sure you have you know your World yep. Cup every four years, but a club now and a club in four years' time are very different looking clubs. You can't have a team. Well, we've qualified for the Club World Cup in in four years' time. There'll be a totally different side by then. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. No, no, that, that's never going to get up to so that. So that sounds like uh, whoever came up with that prediction actually doesn't know anything about football. And talk probably about FIFA. Our, our own Mr. game. Infantino again, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, our, own game, our own game today, Go we've got uh, the Big Blue, Melbourne Big City. Blue. Melbourne City versus the Glory Reserve team. Well done. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love the Big Blue. Love to see it actually turn into a Big Blue once in a while. Turn it up. I thought the Big Blue was Sydney versus Melbourne victory. It is. So, what, what? No, it's, so it's the Melbourne Derby. It's the Melbourne Derby. Melbourne City versus Melbourne Victory. Yes, that's well, that's the same. Me, boys, you've thrown me under the bus. <laughs> I knew the Knicks were playing Adelaide twice. <laughs> yep. Get oh, on you. <laughs> so, go, Hugh. What news from you for 2022 moments? Oh, my my moment of the year came just on Monday. Sensational. That superstar Tom Rogic, not good enough for the Australian team, came off the bench for West Bromwich Albion and put in an absolute worldie. Absolute worldie. Sensational. And my second favourite was Daryl DK coming off the bench and putting in an absolute worldie. <laughs> we got past Sunderland 2-1. That was, my, that was my moment of the year. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tom Rogic in the green and yellow of West Bromwich Albion doing the job. And how Mr Arnold can go, yeah, Tom, not really good enough, are you, son? Oh, have a look at that goal, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Was Check it, that one out. Was it like that for Tom Rogic? Yeah. I, I thought there was other things happening in yeah. his life. That... Yeah. He uh, he said thank you to Mr Arnold on one of the uh, build-up games and Mr Arnold went, thank you, Tom. See you next year. Oh, no, wait. No, I won't. Right. Uh, okay. Controversial, but there it is. That that was my moment of the year. You know, there'll be another moment coming up when we uh, go past Rotherham tonight. Sean, <laughs> 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 over to you. Oh, moment of the year. Very hard to... <laughs> I think Australia qualifying for the yeah, World Cup was, yeah. um, was mine. Yeah, look, it's, it's something that people Ooh. underestimate. And don't, it's not a given, you know. No. You, you have to earn that right, and, yeah. and we earn it the hard way. And yeah. I think that meant a lot more to me than the ones where we, yeah, we qualified top of our group and went through... This one we fought through when, all the... When did that happen? Well, no, we, we, we qualified automatically without having to have a, a yeah, playoff yeah. position, you know? And no. I think that one was, like, that, that was the last chance saloon. Lose that game and that was it. Done, yep. gone, no yeah. hope. Yeah, I was being a bit facetious there. My, my moment was actually, as people tell you, we were in that, uh, in that drinking establishment. <laughs> that game against Tunisia. I, uh, yeah. that, oh, my goodness. We needed... Three points to, mm. to keep our, ourselves alive. And, oh, I think and we needed three points to keep ourselves alive at that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the team? No, yeah, the team no, needed yeah. the three points. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was a, a sensational moment. But again, when people go, oh, Australia shouldn't be there, we, particularly the last two campaigns, we've played the most games to qualify, yeah. and people go, yeah, but you shouldn't be there. England play, what, eight games yeah. and qualify? You beauty. We play... Well, the best part of 20 games to mm. get to get there. And, oh, I'm sorry. Had a lot of practice, haven't we? Yeah, Whoa. but then you've got the other people who say yeah. we should be there every year because they think we're, we're better than we are. We are, in, in fact, a third-world nation when it comes well, to yeah. football. Well, as Johnny Warren once said, it shouldn't be the, the goal we need to qualify. No, 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 no. We, we, we need to be aspiring higher than that. The, the Americans, that they're already looking... The, the, for the 2026, as we mentioned earlier mm. in the show, they're not looking to get out of the group stage. They're looking semi-finals, yeah. minimum. 
And if they don't get anywhere near that, that coach is out the door. That being said, there's been a few coaches out the door of this World Cup, hasn't there? <laughs> Luis Enrique. What a superstar. Sorry, mate. You didn't get us. No, you're out. What the hell's going on there? Hang yeah. on, we're talking about a Spanish coach. Yeah, he got the boot. Yeah. yeah. Portuguese guy. Uh, before you kick me, I'm leaving. But you look at it, I mean, Morocco are responsible for them. They, they beat yeah. Belgium, they beat Spain, yeah. and they beat Portugal. What a, what a, what a tournament by the Moroccans. Mm. Oh, sensational. And, and, and to, to think, oh, you got beat by Morocco, that's not good enough. Well, it's not West Brom. You didn't get beat by West Brom. Turn it up. <laughs> you know, uh, look, again, Australia's performance. Yeah. Uh, from, from the uh, qualifying playoff, where even, even in the first sort of uh, qualifying third place against... Um, United Arab Emirates yeah. people were sort of going, oh, look, you know, oh, yeah. they, they don't, don't, don't underestimate the UAE. And, and we got past them. And then everyone was like, well, look, we're not getting past Peru. And we got past Peru. And then we, yeah, we're at the World Cup. And okay, we had we had about 10 minutes of, uh, of, of luxury of being <laughs> run nil up against France. And then it all went pear-shaped. And then, you know, the usual naysayers came out. And, yeah. oh, you know, Australia shouldn't be there. And yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we showed them against Tunisia. We, we beat Denmark. And then... You know, against against Argentina, we put you know, okay, we lost, but hey, that was a, I still felt that was a credible performance. We as had as said, several moments yeah. to, to at, at the start of the show. As I said, we got beat by two nations, France yeah. and Argentina, That's and right. they're both in the final. That's yep, right. uh, and I'll also add, if you're looking for one specific moment, uh, Aziz Bayic, his run late in the oh. game, oh. if yeah. that had yes. gone in, oh. that would have been on a par with Maradona's goal really? against oh, yeah. England because oh, he yeah. beat the same number of players. It's, yeah. And then at the end, when when uh, Quell had his yeah goal, had his you know, chance yeah great save by the goalkeeper yeah. who wasn't even looking where the no, ball no. was yeah. but you know look defining moments sliding doors moments yeah, yeah if yeah. Bayer should put that in yeah everyone would have lost their minds yeah, yeah. and then Cole puts it in we we beat Argentina three two we're on the way to winning the World yeah. Cup <laughs> that's what I'm saying we should yeah. be we should be thinking that we shouldn't be thinking oh it's Argentina oh it's France oh it's Denmark no no yeah you you should be thinking oh no it's Australia. That's right. Yeah, you, We're not playing that kick them out of the ground anymore. We're playing technical football. And as I said to Pete, for that Tunisia game, it was one of the few times I've actually seen Australia play international football. Yep. Now, they play international football all the time. It's the national team. But they were actually playing the mindset of we need and this is how we have to go about it. And they played not gamesmanship and falling over and all oh, ref, you've got a yellow card him and that sort of stuff. They played proper international football that day and that's where we need to be going from. Yep. Yeah, sensational. Do you want to know what my like, not thing really is? We're, we're, we're talking amongst it's, ourselves it's, here. It's, it's, <laughs> for me, it's not been about a moment. It's been about uh, what COVID and the events in the world have done to football Ooh. and how we've had to restructure, yeah. how the adversity has been shown and the sheer will of us humans mm. and what's come out of that. that that's been what I've reflected on for 2022. Mm. The that, World Cup right at this moment has been pretty impressive, but the whole yep. year has been a pretty amazing year. That's a good call. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And like I said, we were both down at, uh, at Massey Park on the weekend and yeah, it was good to see a crowd, mm. you know, enjoying themselves. Football in our home space. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was yeah. good. Well, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time coming. It's been yeah. a crazy year for it to you know, be that long time coming. Crazy two, three years. Yeah, uh, yeah, it has. Mm. It yeah. absolutely has. Look, uh, we're going to go to a break and uh, a couple of guests are playing a bit uh, hard to get. I'm going to have to lasso them with some rope. I've got some stats. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can always trigger these two. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're on opposite ends of the studio here, so you know, outside of arms reach, okay. we, we yeah. can go there. Let, let me go to a break and then uh, we'll come back and chat more. Stay yeah. with us, everyone. And don't forget uh, live streaming on the Radio Fremantle website and also... 
the worldfootballprogram.com.au website. You can catch our podcast there. Mm-hmm. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. Okay, uh, in the meantime, we're just going to run through a couple of results from the A-League uh, last week end and from last night as well. So, look, the most important one was Perth Glory had a 2-1 win over Western United. Western United fielding four previous Glory players out of interest. Can you name the four out of interest? I was going to say, is that the uh, Glory Seaside now? Well, c- can you name them? Uh, Brisbane. Yep. Um, just trying to think who else there was. Um, no, I'm, I'm oh, Kilkenny. Yeah, I was going to say, I yeah, thought that yeah. would have been a gimme. No, actually... I was in the stand and, and he was looking daggers at Tony throughout the game. Every opportunity he got, yeah. he was just giving him the death stare. Yeah. Yeah. Did we mention the signing for Perth Glory? No, not yet. No. That was the other thing I was going yeah. to we, mention. We've as got well. Matt Stacey on the line now. Good morning, Matt. How are you going? Matt, have you signed somebody? Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, we signed Adam Taggart. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was actually unexpected. No, it wasn't. No, uh, no, no, it wasn't. I, I felt it was. No, it no, was no. nice to get him, but Ta- I thought it was Taggart's, unexpected he came back. Taggart's made a significant property investment yep. up on the coast oh, here we some go. months back. Um, it was always coming home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and we yeah. needed a striker. Oh, you know. I know we need a striker. Mm-hmm. A- Andy Carroll's available. We could have got him. He wants out of Reading. I'd okay. like, like him to come back to West Brom. And I was going, yeah, thanks, mate. No. <laughs> and out of interest, he's actually the youngest player to score for the glory in the A-League. Yep. Danny De Silva was younger when he scored in the Cup, but in the A-League, it's Adam Taggart. Brilliant. No, very good signing. Glad to have him back. Yeah. Good. What else you got for us, Matt? Oh, not much. I'm just hoping that everyone gets to the girls game on Sunday, no yeah. matter what the situation is. The girls need the support. Yeah, and yep. the three points. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, definitely. 
And what do you think about the grand final arrangement, Matt? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not happy with it, but I'm not going to let the team down by not walking out. I'm still going to go watch the games for the team, not for the um, the people who run the competition. It's not the, it's not the club's fault, so that's my view. But I'm happy for fans to walk out if they want to, but they're just going to remember they're letting the team down. Well, the, the other group that haven't been included in this are the players, Matt, and... Yeah, I'll be with you to support the players. The the clubs are to blame for this. That they let the APL board do what they were doing, and there's a lot of things in the governance of of the APL that needs looking at. But the players themselves have also been let down. Yeah, and it's not been publicised, but I do know that Sage's family has been brought into the mix with this, and. Um, yeah, not very good stuff has happened to one of his family members oh, this week. So, so he's, his family's copying it. So this week, so people have got to just lay off that side of it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Oh, that's a bit rough. So, yeah. so Matt, this year in football, what's your moment in football? It's obviously making the round of 16 yes. in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, so it bloody well should be. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your tips for the, the finals over the weekend? Messi's going to miss out on his World Cup. Oh, come dream. on now. Well, well I, don't, I don't want the team that knocked us out to win. They, they both knocked yeah, us they out. Knocked us out. <laughs> no, hey. France, didn't, France did not knock us out. No, but they beat us, though. Yeah, had we beaten France, we would have finished top of the group and avoided Argentina yeah, in the second round. Go. So there you go. They did knock us out. <laughs> and I won't I won't forgive a team for the hand of God. So that's it. I'm, I'm forever oh. against the Argies. You, yeah, bring up 66 yeah. while you're at it, while you're bringing up ancient don't, history. Don't have a go about Terry Butcher. He went past Terry Butcher three times. You had the chance to kick him on the halfway line. Kick him about 30 yards out and kick him in the penalty area. Come on now. Don't have a go. He, he, Butcher was so slow he couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> <laughs> so so how do you think um, Perth Glory going this season, Matt? What's your comments on things? Um, we're going well. Yep. I always knew we were going to have a hard start. And now, now this is our reset and you could see it last week's mm. game. Yeah. It was a total different mindset. And the documentary that of Ruben was really good as well, gave a different insight in the background, behind the scenes. Maybe the language wasn't quite <laughs> really good, but, but it needs... Uh, the way it was done, it was done in a positive way. Yeah, I was going to mention if you... I uh, will ask if you'd watched that, because, um, yeah, I actually watched it last night, really enjoyed it. Um, I, the only thing I found, I don't know about yourself, but, like, I've got it on my phone. I've got Paramount on my phone. It wouldn't cast to the TV, so I can cast the games to the TV, but for some reason the doco just wouldn't cast. So Maybe it had language watched... restrictions on it, Pete. No, I doubt it. They, they've, had issues, they've had issues with the iPhones with games as well. It's not an iPhone. No, well, my... my How do you milk a sheep? Release a new iPhone. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I just, so I just stream it from my iPad to the TV. Yeah, so it's how it worked there, yeah. And that worked. I've got the Paramount app on the TV, so I don't have to. I don't have to <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Full of useful information. I just turn it on. I, 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 turn it on. Turn it up. <laughs> I hope they do a documentary on the Glory Sheds to Judy. Yeah. I have yeah. put it. Yeah. I have put it towards Tony Sage, that, and he thinks it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. I just yeah. hope they that they would do that, follow us for the weekend. Yeah. 
Well, that would be, that would be great viewing. Yeah, and, and, the restrictions and, yeah I was going to say, in a huge language one as well. <laughs> well, okay, so so let's be clear about it. You're going for Argentina in the World Cup, Matt? No, it's France. He said France. Just, yeah, just he did doesn't like Messi. Just, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and have you been entertained by the World Cup generally? Well, what the games I've watched, I have. Yep. But honestly, I haven't watched too many because of the time of they're on. And I wasn't planning to watch much of it because of the Qatar thing. Yeah. I was sort of boycotting watching stuff apart from really yep. when Australia played and just highlights. Yep. Yep. Well, there's been lots of replays. I mean, SBS have pretty much replayed everything. Yep. Let me put my technology hat on again. If you download the SBS app to your TV, which yep. I have done, you can watch every game from start to finish, including Foz and Boz going hammer and tongs at each other, particularly when Croatia are playing. Yep. You can watch it from start to finish. And it's interesting, the comments that particularly yep. Craig Foster comes up with, being the expert that he is, to the comments he comes up with at the end of the game when he's been proved completely incorrect. <laughs> but, but also, with, with Matt, I was against the World Cup, the time, oh, sure. the time it's been held, all yeah. the political stuff around it being in Qatar. Yeah. But having said that, it's been a very intriguing and enthralling World Cup. Yep. It's been one of, the, one of the ones where we've had the least trouble. There's been no running battles between the Poles and the English or the English and anyone else that went and had a crack. There's, there's, well, there's, there's been VAR no trouble. There's VAR at work. And again, I'm, the first couple of games in the group stage where the referees sort of going... No, no I'm no, talking no, about off-field. There's yeah, been no yeah, the drunken crowd, brawls. Yeah. Did, been... you not, did you not see that Argentina-Netherlands game? Yeah, but that wasn't, sure. that wasn't in the cafes and pubs outside. Yeah, the security there aren't has any been pubs outside. No, no, no but I mean, it's been an incredibly clean World Cup. Yeah, yeah. You know, with no, well. no adverse publicity outside of the game. Yeah, been... he's right. You're right. Yeah. That's because there's no alcohol around. That's yeah, so yeah. the 2030 World Cup when it's in Saudi Arabia. Who um, are you? Can... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's great, isn't it? Because it, it has been, in that way, a very clean World Cup. It's been about the football yeah. and yeah. not about the adverse things. So it's turned me around. And I think some of those results, particularly teams like Morocco, Australia, all of the Asian nations that made it through, Japan, etc. Japan been great. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a good World Cup. The, seeing some of those teams like Holland and Belgium and Germany going home early, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the teams that went through further are actually mostly better to the climate as well. That's right, and that's what I said when uh, we were doing, as Pete mentioned, that extra long campaign. A lot of our qualifying games were held in those stadiums in that country, and I said that's got to put us in good stead. Yeah, I, I'm sure our players that are based in Bourne in Scotland are going. Yeah, no, that that really acclimatised for me. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it brilliant. Boy, can he heat a lot? <laughs> It made me giggle when the Spanish players were coming out with the long sleeves and they're going, you're playing in the middle of a desert. What's the long sleeves all about there, mate? Air conditioned, though. Air conditioned. I am from Barcelona. <laughs> no, I'm lucky. No. Okay, uh, Matt, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to move on to our next guest now and uh, go the glory and go Argentina and France. I think it'll be a cracking game yep. either way. And have a great Christmas, Matt. Yeah, good on you. you. Thanks you for too. joining us, Matt. Bye. See, you, mate. See, you, mate. See you next year. You bet. You see, bet. see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one tomorrow, definitely. Yeah. Oh, um, Matt the great times rally. on games over the weekend locally for the glory. Yeah. yeah. For the... Four o'clock tomorrow. Four o'clock? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, so tomorrow, and it's Glory versus Canberra United. Yep. That's it. The Glory haven't beat Canberra United in the last seven times they've played. 
And the I Glory think, haven't I, had a win in their last four matches. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't mean to be. And yeah. Canberra United are undefeated in their last eight. This is yeah. I don't mean to sound like I'm, you know, this being a bit women's. of a negative Nelly. Yeah, yeah I'm just game. throwing a few stats Did, out there. Didn't we play Canberra the first game of the season? Got a 2-2 draw? Uh, I don't know. We played, uh, we Ad- played no, Adelaide, wasn't it? No, that was the, no, no, first, the first home game. game. First game of the season. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I'd have to yeah, yeah, give me a second. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a second. And, and uh, if you haven't got your A League, yeah. uh, Liberty A League pass for your 16 and unders, you can. I think you can still apply for it. Yep. Um, we got ours about oh, nearly two weeks after we applied for it, but they send the digital pass through to your wallet, so you can use that okay. to get into yeah. your uh, and By the way, you're right. It was a two-two draw, yep. but that still stands that the Glory haven't beaten them yeah, but, in seven matches. Yeah, but that was okay. a great game. And, and it was I'm Canberra the first game. Not yeah. saying it wasn't yeah. a great game. Yeah. I'm saying we haven't had a win against them yeah. in seven I, matches. Yeah, no, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And and for you, Pete, why don't robots like apples? Uh, why? Because they're androids. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> boom, boom. That's a dad joke. Well done. <laughs> I think we might go to a break. Yeah, I think we need you. to. <laughs> Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all Gate and Fence Hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au Station sponsor. Hi, I'm Peter Skeeler. Everyone seems to think I'm the ultimate wingman and full of helpful information. It's true, I am. My passion is trivia and Australian football statistics. Check out aleaguestats.com, my website where you can follow all the stats and results from the men's and women's A-leagues from the beginning of time, or at least 2005 and 2008 respectively. You're listening into the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle, and we appreciate you tuning in. Radio Fremantle wishes to advise that the views and comments aired on this program may not be those expressed by the board and management of six CCR Radio Fremantle. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Welcome back to the World Football Programme. Penn, Pete, Sean and Hugh in the studio and our guest online is Ben Smith from WA News. Good morning, Ben. G'day, Penny. I hope everyone in the studio is doing well. Yeah, very well. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, we're looking very Christmassy and there'll be photos go up at some point (coughs) just showing how silly we all look. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been enjoying the World Cup, Ben? 
yeah, it's been really good. Uh, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch. Uh, the late nights have been uh, testing me, and in a way, I'm kind of happy it's coming to an end. Uh, my sleeping patterns can uh, can readjust in time for uh, Christmas and the New Year. But um, yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. This is one of those times when all those flexi arrangements and working remotely comes in handy because yep. people can set their own work times and watch the World Cup. Mm. I know I've Very true. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I took the whole World Cup off. I yeah. said, said to the boss, uh, thank you very much. He went, what? Yeah, no, see you. Bye. Really? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I've watched all of them. Yeah, yeah. No, not all live, but, yeah, more than a few. Yeah, yeah, so I'm up to mm. game 62. I'm looking forward to 63. It's going to be the best one of the lot. Yep. What's your thought of about the third-place playoff, Ben? Do you do you have the same thought process as I do that it's likely to be the best game of the World Cup? I think it's either going to be the best or worst game. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Morocco might be a bit more up for it than Croatia, yep. given that, you know, I think Morocco, you know, very much exceeded expectations mm-hmm. to, to get to this point, whereas Croatia maybe feel probably feel like they missed their, you know, one of their best chances to win a yeah. World Cup. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Morocco get up. Actually, I think um, I'm not. I'm not. I don't really care too much about the third place playoffs. Um, you know, I think in recent years teams have maybe uh, not taken it as seriously because they're just too crushed from losing in the semi final. Yeah. But you know, hopefully, I think Morocco will. Um, you know, I think they'll want to go out on a high. And, um, you know, Croatia, on the other hand, you know, this might be Luka Modric's last ever uh, Croatia game. It'll almost yep. certainly be his last World Cup game for Croatia. So, you know, hopefully they can send him out on a high because he's, you know, one of the best players of the last 20 years, I think. I think from a, a Moroccan perspective, though, if they finish third, best ever finished by an African nation. And if they finish fourth, best place for a national nation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nothing to lose, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just brilliant for them. Yeah, yeah. I really like their their work ethic, the style of play, yeah. the flair, the way they've gone about things. They've engaged with the crowd. They've and been the fans that are dressed well, as lions. Well behaved. <laughs> just everything about them has been great. So yeah. and and is it true that there's more of them that play overseas and in their country? Yes. Yeah, and more than a few of them are based in the in, in the French league. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which is why I actually gave the Moroccans a huge chance of getting past France, and and the game they played. I don't know about you, Ben, but I thought that, that they were, apart from that. I mean, that first goal was, yeah, I thought it was pretty dodgy defending by the I can't remember the defender on the on the goal line. Yeah, I'll swing a leg at it. No, mate, swing the whole body at it. Had it stayed at nil nil at half time, I think the Moroccans would have. Uh, would have got the result against France, as ludicrous as but it they did, But they did but lose. They didn't, but they, they did, did lose, lose their yeah. entire back line through through the competition as well. Because that's true. Um, you've got yeah. the West Ham player, the centre half, um, the captain. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he did, he did the old Harry Kuehl. No, I'm fit to play, coach. All oh, 20 minutes later, no, I'm not fit yeah. to play. <laughs> well, you knew you weren't fit to play. Why didn't you just say so, mate? Come on. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, they're one of the highlights of the tournament for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah. one, of, one of my highlights mm. of it, though, was reading Ben's articles in the West because yes. you don't get enough articles oh, in the yeah. West and you're racking up some column inches there, Ben. <laughs> yeah, good work, good work. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks for the uh, mention too, yeah. Ben. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been good fun uh, writing about, uh, you know, that world game for the better past of the last, mm. past month. And, um, yeah, it's definitely taken its toll on me. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, it has been a lot of fun and it's great to be able to, you know, 
to write in such length about, you know, a, a topic I'm very passionate about, and um, mm. it's been a great excuse to watch uh, to watch football in the office as well. And, <laughs> and, and you know, thanks for referencing us as one of your sources, which was terrific. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good on you. Um, yes. Oh, yes. I, I was. I was racking my. There's been so many articles over the past. Month. <laughs> there was the Tony <laughs> Sage reference. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yep. So, Ben, we're asking all of our guests uh, what they thought of 2022 and their footballing moment. What about yourself? Yeah. Um, it's been, yeah, I think it's been a been an interesting year. I feel mm. like every year kind of post-COVID has been quite yeah. interesting. And, uh, you know, obviously this year having a December World Cup has been, uh, has been a, it's definitely been a sea change. Um, but, and it kind of feels like it's come to a very, conclusion because on one hand you have the World Cup wrapping up in a you know a month that's not normally in and then on the other hand you have the uh, I guess the post what I've called the post World Cup bubble of positivity in Australian football mm. just completely pops by the uh, yeah. by the A League Grand Final announcement which is you know mm. all of us we've gone from about hundred to zero in the blink of an eye so it's been a um, I think. You know, when I look back on 2022, I'll probably look back on this month more than anything uh, in terms of, you know, um, the world of football, just because, you know, we've had, yeah, we had, it's been such a crazy six weeks of, yeah. uh, you know, action on and off the field. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been a lot to take in and digest all at once. Where do you think the A-League's heading, Ben? Do you, do you think it's, there's good decisions being made? Uh, with the advent of the APL over the last 12 months. And <laughs> yeah. forward. Not just the one just made boys get over that. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't agree with the state grandfather for Sydney. I think not, I think if they had, as I've said a few times this week, I think the, you know, the, the PFL board, um, Professional Football League board have just, I think every decision they could have made in you know, that they've made in the unveiling of this grand finals announcement, I think they've got every decision wrong and it's put everyone offside. Yeah. And I think you know they could have handled it so much better, so much differently. And I think the one thing that you know that has come out of it is fans that just have said, you know, we want honesty. You know, that's kind of just that should be the bare minimum. And the board didn't really give it give fans honesty because they if they said from the start look we're selling the grand finals to Sydney because you know we need we need money and if they just outlined all that I think it would have been an un- yeah. it would have been an unpopular decision but I think it would have uh, it would have been very sobering I think for a lot of people to kind of realise that um, um, and that ultimately I think they would have accepted it for the greater yeah. good but instead they kind of tried to market it as well you know, we're trying to create a new tradition and, you know, fans, fans shouldn't be upset. They're just being emotional at the moment and it was just... It, the whole thing has been handled abysmally by by the A-League. Mm. Um, and, you know, like, like like I said, like if they'd just been honest from the start, a lot of this could have been avoided and we probably wouldn't be talking about it anywhere near as much uh, by now. But yet we're into, you know, I think day five or day six of the discourse. We've got the, the first game round of A-League after decision and, you know... The discourse is continuing because uh, fans are obviously walking out and protesting, yeah. uh, as is their right to do, and I fully support them it, in doing that. But it has damaged the brand, and and the, the trouble it with has. that the trouble with that is that when we're now going out to seek potential sponsors in three years' time, or even throughout the season for the clubs, 
that damage to the brand is going to impact on their ability to attract sponsors, which in itself kills the game. And whilst I understand the fans' fury about the decision, also what they're doing is also, again, creating negative attention towards the clubs, which will then reduce the amount of income that they can bring in. But do you reckon that's going to have the same effect in three years' time? No, we'll recover from it. We're right in, in the World mm. Cup weekend, yeah. so the people... The, they'll still go to games because they've got the memberships, they want to watch mm. football, they want to see us grow as a footballing nation. So we'll get hopefully, over it. Hopefully in two years there'll be some honesty around what they're doing and the fans will have the opportunity through the clubs to be able to say, look, we don't want it. We, we, we want the tradition we had, which is the team that finishes in the highest position and gets to host the final. Yep. That's how it should be. And mm -hmm. the APL have come in and they've done a lot of work in the, in the last 12 months. They've, mm. they've put the W League and the Men's A League together um, as much as possible in the, you know, uh, in the you know, public yeah. profile. They've rebranded, they've got new platforms, they've done a lot of work to yeah. put it out in the public space. So they're not, this isn't just, you know, the be all and end all of, you know, APL making a bad decision. There yeah. are other good decisions that they have but made. But teams can't play in front of empty stadiums. You've got to encourage and appreciate what the fans bring to the game. We've seen it with the RBB and, and what happened there where the club turned against them and, and that killed them. Mm. Um, you know, the, the active fan groups are, are part of the game and we need to encourage them. I know, look, in the early days of the glory, the biggest selling point was the shed. And yep. then at one point they tried to, to turn off the shed and realise that you cannot. Uh, it is part of the entertainment. People go to glory games because the shed provides that atmosphere. And, you know, fans, fans are what the game's about. Yes, the players are out there playing and entertaining us, but we, we also have a, a big say in what we want as a product we want to consume. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If you want to just be entertained for an for a couple of hours, um, you know, and not have any noise around you, you can go to the movies. Mm. Or get the Paramount subscription. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the 20-minute mark onwards, I think that might be the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing is, that it is it's an entertainment sphere. So yeah. you've got to entertain the fans, but you've also got to give the, the fans what they want not what you think they want or, you you know, you've misread you, them completely. You, you've, got to, you've got to fund it. Mm. It, it has to be funded. Yeah. The, the, and God bless him, the likes of Tony Sage, who continues to dip into his own money to fund his passion, cannot continue. That's not sustainable. Mm. You've got to get markets... And I understand what you're saying, Sean. Yes, that the, the main market you should be looking for is, is your rusted-on fan, but it... it it needs to be funded. There has to be money from glory till I die. But, you know, um, yes, I agree. It has to be funded. But then, you know, the fans are part of that. And, and no one wants to see games being played in front of, of empty stadiums. Mm. Ask rugby about that one. Yeah, I, I understand. But Pete and I were having a chat off air. You look at all the money that's been sunk into the Highmarsh Stadium. The fans are still sitting in the sun. The fans are still sitting in the rain. Fans are the last people that, that these decisions yeah. are, are considered mm. in, in any of these financial decisions. Mm. Mm. So, Ben, before we let you go, World Sorry, Cup, ben. your <laughs> tips. Yeah. Uh, I think I think France going to win 2-1. Oh, wow. 2-1. France ended 2-1 score. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm still... I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be... You know, I, we're definitely not going to see the same sort of France-Argentina game we saw at the last World Cup mm. where Argentina were very much in a transitional period yep. and France were on the up and they absolutely dominated. Didn't and I think it came back and finished 4-3, but it was the most one-sided 4-3 I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, 
it was, yeah, no, it was a, I think it's going to, I'm hoping it's a good final. I'm, I think I'm happy whoever wins, to be honest. Yeah. I don't, I, I think I'd like to see Argentina win just because I'd really like to see Messi yeah. go out with a World Cup because I think he, he deserves it. He's been good this tournament. Um, you know, France won last time, so I definitely prefer Argentina to get up. Remember, I haven't won since 1986, which is pretty, you know, it feels like they've won a World Cup since then, but they haven't. And nope. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty crazy when you think about it. I think, I think France might get up. I don't have any... I've enjoyed watching this France team. I thought they were going to be... I thought they were going to really struggle at this tournament, given the injuries and the, you know, the infighting and the fact the French, you know, typically love an implosion. Uh, But, yeah, Mbappe has been good without being incredible. Uh, Antoine Griezmann's been phenomenal in the middle of a park, which, you know, I think, you know... Considering he was somewhat out of form coming into this tournament, I think he he, he has a very good uh, shout for player of the tournament. Mm, yep. Um, you know they've just got a lot of. Uh, I think Teo Hernandez uh, yeah. on his day can be the best fullback in the world. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm going for France. Um, but that being said, I think the midfield battle is going to be very interesting because I don't think uh, Rabiot and Schumann. I think they're not best midfield. They can get it, the job done but I don't think they're the best midfield and whether this Argentinian midfield with Enzo Fernandez and Rodrigo De Paul yeah. can actually, you know, get on top and, and influence proceedings will be, I think that's going to be the key to the game more than anything. Mm-hmm. Individual battles. Yep. Yeah. 86 handed God's final. There you go, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> keep mentioning that. The 86 final <clears throat> Alexis uh, McAllister's dad played in that final. Mm. There's a there's another step yeah, for me. Wow. Yeah. Did you not know that? He, he played maybe a handful of games. He played less than 10 games for Argentina, and he's got a World Cup yeah. in the middle. So <laughs> thank you very much. How many times you play it? Don't care. Check that trophy cabinet. See what's in there, mate. <laughs> yeah, good one. And that came from the 78 uh, World Cup in Argentina because a lot of the Scots couldn't afford the ticket to get back. And I'm, I'm just speaking out of turn here. Where does McAllister come from, from an Argentinian point of view? Let's have a thing. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, all this heritage question of yeah. players playing for the country, but born here and there and whatever, it's been pretty yeah. interesting. No, he was, he's Argentinian, born in yeah. Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. There you go. There's ben? a stat for you, Ben. You can, you can quote me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to get your name in the paper? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Ben, thanks so much for joining us uh, here and there this year. Really, really do appreciate it. I hope you'll be yeah. on board with us again next year as a guest. No worries. Thank you so much, guys. I uh, hope you all have a Merry Christmas. And you too, Ben. Thanks. Yeah, you, you too, too ben. ben. Thank you. See ya. Was... Now, talk about um, generations, the, the golden generation. No, we're not football. going on no, about no. them again. No, no we've got the, they've been given the, the tag, the golden generation. <sighs> now, this generation that's just played in this World Here Cup we go. has the best result ever. Yep. So, so what do we call them? You, you've gone... The well, platinum generation. No, I, I think we call them the Ancestry.com generation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, on to another break. Here yeah, we go. thank you.
para sí. Por la banda izquierda. Hi, I'm Peter Skeeler. Everyone seems to think I'm the ultimate wingman and full of helpful information. It's true, I am. My passion is trivia and Australian football statistics. Check out aleaguestats.com, my website where you can follow all the stats and results from the men's and women's A-leagues from the beginning of time, or at least 2005 and 2008 respectively. You're listening into the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle, and we appreciate you tuning in. Radio Fremantle wishes to invite. Welcome back to the World Football Program. The whole team is in the studio. The A team today: Penn, Pete, Sean, and Hugh. Blitzing your ears until 12 o'clock. It's got to be, got to be a big plus and bonus, isn't it, with me in the studio? Turn it up. Um, and a big thank you to all of our listeners, partners and the world football team, Pete, Sean, Hugh, all of our guests for being a part of the show for 2022. We are back again in 2023 on January the 17th. 21st. 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 Yep. Um, so if you miss us, uh, catch us on our podcast or on the World Football Program website. We will say that again at the end of the show just to remind you yep. Tom Samani is on the line right now. Good morning. Good afternoon, Tom. Good morning and good afternoon from Sydney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good one. Uh, sorry, it's still always going to be morning here for us. Yeah. Uh, how are you going with uh, World Cup stuff? Are you managing to catch all the games? Have you done late nighters yeah. and replays and all that kind of thing? Um, I would say I've been maybe just above average. <laughs> 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 on, on the live games, on the live yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched a lot of the group games. Mm. And, and strangely enough, I haven't watched live so much since the group games finished. But I've watched, yeah, I've watched, yeah, a significant number of the games all up. Yeah, it's been yeah. a good World Cup. Yeah, mm. most of them have been at pretty reasonable times, which is good for us. And SBS has done yeah. a pretty awesome job at replaying mm-hmm. things. So I don't think I missed any games in the round at all. And oh, nice. Yeah, but I just I missed the Croatia final. Just recently, I still got to catch up on that one. Work's got to happen at some point, you know. <laughs> yeah, and eat well. and sleep. Whew. But uh, in, enjoying it for sure. So, uh, Tom, tell us about 2022 for you. What's been impressive for you? 
in in the football sense. Yes. Um, well, the, uh, you know, the biggest I think the biggest moment for me, and I don't know if some of your other guests hinted that was uh, the Andrew Redmond penalty shootout. Yeah, yeah. the great wiggle, we yeah. love him. <laughs> so, I mean, that just stood out for me. I mean, that was just yep. sensational in, in many fronts. Firstly, you know, it was a uh, a brave move by Army to put Ooh. him on at that time. Well, firstly, nobody gave Australia a chance of beating Peru. That's right. Like, let's yep. just yep. We, we went there and we're like, no, nah, this just isn't happening. Right. In fact, um, they, and the team was written off even before we got Ooh. that far. But, but in, even in that one, the grey wiggle was outstanding yeah. in picking up the oh. piece of paper yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. then, yeah. and then losing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did to the South Americans what South Americans have been doing for years. I mean, yeah. with all... Uh, the greatest of respect to South Americans, they would steal from their grandmother to win a game of football. Um, oh, you make it sound um, like a bad thing, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. So they, they pull all the tricks in the book to do. Yeah. I think there was a game at the World Cup, uh, again, too it's many really, games. Australia really Denmark, that, yeah, when Chris, yeah. Christian no, Ellison had the, yeah, uh, the no, night. Not, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a shock. I don't yeah. know. That, that, I can't be having that. I can't be having a note going on the pitch. To yeah. I just, no, it's just rubbish. I would have thought um, that the instruction would have been at the bottom of that page, eat after reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are they going to say? Just please score. Yeah. That was a thought. Please score. But I think, I think it was a penalty against Uruguay. Whoever got the penalty, they basically stood around the penalty spot because they were concerned that, as I say, I might be doing Uruguay a disservice here, so I apologise in advance for him. But the team that had the penalty kick, they basically stood around this, the, penal, the, the circle for taking the penalty kick in case the opposition came up and kind of scuffed the ground. Yep, you're right you know, there, so right that, that was, uh, uh, was Uruguay-South uh, South Korea, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, and they stood around. Yeah. I mean, we should, we should kind of... And, and the, so that kind of show like the passion that South Americans, yeah. you know, like they do anything they win a game. So, so what Andrew Redmond did yeah. yeah, what Andrew Redmond did is to freak out the, the Peruvians was just sensational. It was just uh, yeah, it was quality. FIFA had to change some rules on that one as well for, so, with goalkeeper movement. So what's the actual rule they've they've implemented now? Uh excessive well, excessive movement is so uh, is yellow card? How do they judge excessive? Exactly right. Well, if you're a grey wiggle, that's probably excessive movement. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. I didn't, I didn't know they had. So I didn't know they had banned that. I didn't know they had done that. Well, no. Sorry, no. Tom. We should wow. just qualify that uh, Hugh here is a lifelong referee. Uh, yeah, for, for my sins. Yeah. Right. So it's not yeah. it's not been banned, but if the referee deems it excessive movement, he would yeah. then uh, instruct the goalkeeper to stop. And if the keeper stop. continues. There's your card. Thank you very much. So okay. yeah, it's, a, it's an odd one. But yeah, keep, keep, keeper needs every help they get, Penn. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got the one of the best strikers 12 yards away from you who's got all of the goal to shoot at. Yeah. Give, the, give the keeper every yeah. chance he's got. You know, you've made yeah. it now with VAR that he has to stay on the line, which is always the case but never was enforced. Yeah. So there's the impediment to the keeper right from the word go, we're making sure you stay on that line. And now you're going, but now we're going to make sure you don't move either. Well, how about you just take me away from the post and just let him have a tap yeah. in? You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's pretty ordinary. It's, bit, it's uh, a bit of an art form for the keepers. Yeah, to, yeah. So yeah. you'll see with, uh, and, and hopefully it doesn't, but with the penalty shootouts recently, that the keeper aren't moving that as Redmayne did because they're not allowed, they're to, not allowed anymore. to anymore. Okay, mm. right. Oh, okay, well, which is quite interesting because... You know, one of the things, uh, you know, I had Paul Jones as a goalkeeper coach for a long time, excellent coach, mm -hmm. 
and and what he would say to the goalkeeper is 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 go as late as possible. Yeah. So yeah. actually, don't move because the penalty kick takers are so good these days that you know they just sense a movement from the keeper and then tuck it in the other the other corner. But um, so in some ways, it might not be a, a, that disadvantage for a goalkeeper if they can wait as long as possible mm. and then and then make their dynamic movement one way or another. Because yep. uh, it's interesting, a lot of penalties have been, actually been saved in this World Cup. That's right. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. That's, that's, well, that's true enough. Not um, unless you're Harry Kane, then you don't need a keeper at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that little post on the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't give Baggio yeah, a hard time. That, that man took yeah. that, that country all the way to that World Cup final. Nobody remembers yeah. the goals he Stay scored tough. in the semi. Nobody remembers the goals he scored against Spain in the quarterfinal. Yeah. They remember, oh, I'm sorry, Roberto, you cost us the World Cup. God damn it, you, you got me in there. <laughs> I got you in that World Cup yeah. final. I'm just one man. We were terribly disappointed in Scotland when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a Colombian... Like, 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 here in Australia, Tom. <laughs> there was a Colombian goalkeeper. Something happened to him too. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a few World Cups, but didn't Val- you? Yeah. I was yeah. a one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the 1990 when he come running out and yeah, no, that was that was a beauty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, yeah. no one remembers a scorpion kick. That was a great save against England. Yeah, I remember in, the scorpion in, kick in an exhibition game. Yeah, well, yeah. You, that's a good exhibition. That one was, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, you do that in the World Cup final uh, <laughs> game. That's uh, yeah, you'll be remembered for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah come, come so for me. I that told you, Tom, it'd be hard for you to get a word in with this lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's good. I'm, I could have. I'm, you know, I can't get the radio show here, so it's good to just sit and listen to it now. By telephone. <laughs> podcast, Tom. It's on the podcast. Sorry, podcast. Sorry, and Spotify. We're on Spotify. Yeah. Pete Tom, oh, I'm right. a Spotify oh, yeah. superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can get that then. So funny. <laughs> so, how's things uh, over in Western Sydney Wanderers in uh, yeah. in the new head coach position of mm. women's football? No, I'm not head coach. No, no, I'm not. Sorry, head, uh, head, of, head, head of women's me. football. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Leaving the head coach up to somebody much more. Yep. Younger and more um, more efficient than, than me these days. <laughs> um, anyway, we've had a bit of a tough start to the season, mm. but it's it's we've been a wee bit unlucky, you know. We um, we lost the last two games one 0 One was a dodgy penalty last weekend. Many referees, eh, week, Tom? <laughs> yeah, the rubbish. It's terrible. <laughs> and and the week before, like Remy Simpson for. Sydney FC miss hit a cross that's gone in the top corner. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She still um, says it was a shot. I know. I, mean, <laughs> well, yeah. I think we call them a yeah. shross. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's good. Okay, the, the 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 girls will be playing in a couple of hours in Brisbane they, um, against uh, Brisbane Raw. So mm-hmm. that'll be another good test one. But things like things that the club are going better. Uh, you know, it's going to be a wee bit of a process because the team hasn't well. It, the team hasn't done well basically mm. since it's come into the league, so mm. it's a, it's now a case of us trying to um, put some things in place, which, as you know, takes a little bit of time and patience. Yes. And as a team based in Sydney, what's your oh, thoughts on the mm-hmm. final being we in Sydney for the next three years? <laughs> I'm stepping back. Uh, so I well, I, be, be honest, I, look, I don't, I don't have a strong view one way or another, as in for or against. I just think, and this is the this is the world today. Okay, yep. here we go. This is very grumpy old man. <laughs> it, it's obviously well. I think it's obviously a financial reason, yes. right? Yeah. It's obviously for that. So just come out and say that. Yeah. 
just come out and say, yeah. the league has been struggling for the last two years. Clubs are struggling to pay the bills. Um, it, it's a reality of the mm-hmm. sport. The, the New South Wales government have decided to come in and put money in. So that that's kind of the reason. So to give it all the, yeah. the spin, mm-hmm. forget the spin. Just come out yeah. and just be yeah. upfront and honest. Yeah. Yeah. And and for the women's game in particular, though, Tom, because there's yeah. there's not a strong travelling support. We don't do tours of glory for the for the women. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts there? Well, it's different. I mean, but if you look at the women in that, like, look, if 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 it ends up an Adelaide Perth final yeah. in Sydney, you're probably not going to get an awful lot of people. Mm. Um, but in fairness, the, the maximum the maximum that we've had at a women's final is five thousand people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's not you're not talking a full stadium. So um, look, in in that regard, it, it's it's. If you get those kind of things, like you say, a Brisbane, a, a Brisbane Melbourne final in Sydney, you're probably not going to get a huge crowd. But we're not getting huge crowds anyway mm. at this stage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as I say, I don't have a, as you know, obviously supporters are upset about it, but um, I, I really, I don't have a, a, I don't have a real anti opinion of it. But at the same time, I'm not saying it's a particularly good no. thing. Mm. But the financial reality is, if the clubs don't have the funding, then we don't have the clubs yeah. to support. So, you yeah. know, it's a it's a catch twenty two situation, yeah. and this is the best of a bad deal. Yeah, but we're building yeah. a tradition, aren't we, Tom? Oh my God! Well, well, see that's, that's <laughs> what I mean. so that's, that's what it does my head. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's been the joke for the whole show, Tom. I'm, like, I'm, um, I'm, I'm trying to say they're building a tradition, and nobody's on the, that bench with me. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for Paramount <laughs> to say, "Let's give him a point for missing the target as well," and we'll call that yeah. a new tradition as well. <laughs> Both yeah. of that. Harry Kane is the uh, leading vote scorer. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom, it's uh, been super awesome having a chat yeah. with you. We 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 really do appreciate your time uh, now and this year. Hopefully, uh, we can have you on board again next year yeah. and uh, um, chat. Love to. I really appreciate that. Have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Have enjoy your time off, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll catch up again in 2023. Yes, Look sounds around. great. Yep. Thanks, Tom. All Thanks, best, Tom. Tom. See ya. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. I've got a goalkeeper stat. I've got a goalkeeper Go stat. On. Do it. 60 years. It took 60 years for the first te- team to keep a clean sheet in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And in the final, you mean? In the final. And that was when West Germany beat Argentina in 1990. So yeah. Bodo Ilgner was 23 years old and remains the youngest goalkeeper to play in a World Cup final. But here's the stat that's going to impress all you English fans out there. In the semi-final, his opposite number was a certain Mr. Peter Shilton. Mm-hmm. The fun fact is, Peter Shilton made his debut for Leicester City the year before Bodo Hilton was born. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Astounding. I nearly cared about that stuff. <laughs> uh, look, I'll throw it out one other oh, little come bit. On. <laughs> one other little bit of trivia about the current World Cup I've just noticed. Go uh, the Australia Argentina match. Uh, referee uh, Simon Marshniak. He's doing the final. He's Polish. doing the final. He's, yeah, Polish. Yeah. yeah, it's a full, full so, Polish. So the, uh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, final will be uh, by the same ref that ref the Australia Argentina match. Yep, so you... And he also did France Denmark in the group stage. That's right. And, and another one, I've got another stat for you. So I know you love your shirts, Pete. 44 years. It took Spain 44 years to win a World Cup in their away kit. 
Who was the first team to do it? In their away kit. No, yep. I think Spain it took... In the away kit. Come on, mate. It's the same colour you were in there. England! Yeah. England were the first team to win in their away kit. Yeah. Mm. Right. In the World Cup final. You are full of it this morning, young man. Why, 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 why were they, why were they <laughs> wearing their away kit when they're at home? No, no, because that's the way it is. The way it, it's worded. So what I understand, <clears throat> the World Cup final this year, France will be wearing their away kit. Oh, no, I understand in this case... Unless Qatar happened to be one of the teams in the final, one of them will be home, one of them will no, be no, away. No, no, no. I would have thought if, when if, England was hosting the tournament, they'd be the home team the whole no, time. No, West Germany. That, oh. that that final was West Germany versus England. Good. Something else. Uh, something else. FIFA yep. gets wrong. Yeah. Okay. Right. We've got to Add get to, to the, the line. <clears throat> good morning, Jim. How are you going? Good morning, Jim. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> good morning, everyone. You know what? I've got no idea why England wore the away kit in 1966. Never even thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? They won. <laughs> they could have worn bloody stripes and who didn't want to give a rat? <laughs> I, I was five. I wasn't that bothered. <laughs> <laughs> so about the same age as Peter Shorten when he made his debut then. <laughs> I think there was a twinkle still back then. Yeah. So we've got Jim Webb on the line at the moment from Next Goal Wins Podcast. Thanks for joining us this morning, Jim. It's pretty much been about the World Cup in the lead up to all the yes. finals happening this weekend, and we're looking very merry in the studio here. Lots of flash colours. There'll be a few photos that will appear, and Hugh's coming up with lots of trivia for us to keep us going in the in the well, gaps. Well, somebody says they're the best stats man. I'm trying to just you know oh, try, try, try to get to be second best. And, I just want to point out that proving why he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. thank you very much. Woo-hoo-hoo. Thanks, Sean. Always got my back. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> Jim, you're always welcome to muscle in on that if you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I know how to, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> no, I'm with you. There's huge patches of silence where I'm concerned. I just didn't go for it. So 2022 for you, Jim. Tell us all about it. What's been good for you? Do you know what? I was thinking about this um, earlier today, and um, I think one of the best things, one of the best things that's happened this year happened, I think, might have been yesterday. When Football West announced that they rechange, are they going to change the promotion and relegation? Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Eight, eight years in the making. Yeah, yeah. And and I noticed I read that and I thought, you know what, that's almost common sense. Yes, I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh well, in WA that's not common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a chat to Jamie Carmel about that. Yeah, yeah. But it was also the the the, the playoffs from the state too to the amateurs as well. Yeah, which certainly makes it a lot more interesting towards the end of the season because uh, some of those games towards the end of the season can be a bit dull and, and non-events. But, yeah, I thought yesterday's announcement was, yeah, good way to finish off the year. Yeah. No, I agree. Mm. Yep. Mm, no arguments from us here. Yeah, and kudos to the State League Standing Committee who have pushed that consistently yep. for an eight-year period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Phil's been pretty vocal well, and in there. Morris and Morris before him. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah, Morris has been over in the World Cup. Um, yep. enjoying himself over there and sending back his daily uh, uh, Facebook posts. Yeah. And, and rang the State League chair to congratulate him on that decision. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like you say, Jim, it, it, common sense. It, it, it should be, but as Sean quite rightly pointed out, that's uh, not so common anymore. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully this is the, uh, the start of things to change and you know, to make it a bit more competitive and, and for everyone to be a bit more involved. Yeah, because you know, we're now looking at four divisions, really, aren't we? With NPL one, yeah. two, and amateur premiers. So, mm. and we'll have a home of football where we can play them all. Oh, mm-hmm. turn it! Come on now. The grass is not yet <laughs> yeah. down. 
Yeah. But how long does it take for grass on a superb pitch to be ready to play on? 17 when, years. When, when you're talking AstroTurf, you just roll it out to ready oh. the next day. <laughs> That's not some beauty, eh, Sean? Mm, <laughs> yep. I hope there's a few companies around there yeah, putting, rubbing their hands together and going, just waiting to see what happens there. Oh. Well, love grows are just around the corner if you want real grass, so... Yeah. Well, <laughs> is there no partnership with a with a large manufacturer of a DIY and hardware goods at all in the offering? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's certainly coming. This, the state football centre is certainly coming together. I drive past it most days in the week, yeah. and the skeleton's going up for you know the the building, and they've marked out the the pitches two two pitches. Yeah. Yep. Um, but no grass down. I thought there would have been grass down by now. But grass really, if you're looking at real grass, doesn't take an awful long time. It's a six to twelve week establishment period. The lawn's already grown. If you go past the, the lawn manufacturers, mm. grown, cut, rolled out, yeah. and then when you put it back Got in, it. you water it. It's already matured. beds itself in. Yeah, yeah. beds. Yeah, beds in pretty quickly. Okay. So, so wel- welcome to our gardening program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone to garden as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a rose bush. I've got a rose bush out my garden. Well, <laughs> you want to keep want to keep an eye out there for those aphids, mate. You know, you just. Yeah, what's brown, what's brown and sticky? Oh, here we go. One of my rose bushes. It's horrible at this moment. It's died, I think. <laughs> Working too hard, Sean. Yeah. yeah, what can we say? So let's roll over into the uh, the World Cup. It is impending. What's your tip for the final, Jim? I, I, I tip France from day one. Everybody's tipping France. What's going on? I can't understand I tip it. France. I, I've got a, uh, I've got a bet at the bookmakers or the TAB with Ooh. France right at the beginning, and I've been, at, I've been at various competitions where I've tipped France. Yeah. Uh, I, admittedly, I had a France Brazil final. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think listening to the accent culturally, you couldn't bring yourself to back Argentina. <laughs> No, yeah. no, probably not. No, no. no. Well, I did think. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought that England France game was a cracking game. That yeah. maybe England were the better team overall, and you know, yeah. apart from. Apart from the uh, International Space Station, having to do a side <laughs> from Harry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, look, everyone's hanging stuff on Harry, but the, the real thing is that in 90 minutes of play, they failed to score from, from the game itself. Correct. We, we relied yeah. on, on spot kicks to do it. We should have been scoring from free play, mm. and they just weren't adventurous enough in that final third. Yeah. yeah. So, you that's know, like that. that's, that's what cost right. them. Not, not the penalty, yeah. just the inability to put the back in, yeah. the ball in the back of the net during yeah. normal play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sancho played French, the French did it twice, and, ah. and then Big Harry didn't didn't mark his man properly. Honestly, back in my day, my coach would have punched me for for that sort of goal. And would have punched I the goal. Have, have I punched the goal. Been, he should have been marking as well. He should have been on his shoulder. <laughs> no, but he should have been on his yeah. shoulder the whole yeah. way. Yeah. He he let Giroud move before he moved. Yeah. And he should have been absolutely tight on his shoulder the whole way. He would never have scored. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. What's your thoughts and, on and the? That's from Sean Kelly, the next England coach. <laughs> Jim, what's your thoughts on the World Cup generally, yeah. maybe in comparison? to other cups or just the quality of this one? Do you know, do you know I've enjoyed this one. Mm. T- take aside all the politics yeah. and all that, the actual football, I think it's been one of the best World Cups in a long time. Yeah, yeah I agree um, with you on that one. Yeah, I wonder right, if Craig and, uh, Foster feels the same about that too, yeah, uh, given he's such a human rights activist and he's going to be a bit reserved about a few things. He's had to you know, harness his thoughts a bit while he's been a commentator. Yeah, yeah. But, 
Mm. Well, but yeah, but the, if he was that opposed to it being there, he didn't have to commentate on it. He could have said, "No, yeah. I'm mm. not. I am not yeah. going to have any part to play with this." He by accepting that gig, he's yeah. accepted it's yeah. there yeah. and he's doing it. Yeah, and he's had twelve years to moan about it, not the last two minutes. So yeah, yeah he he as much as anyone else has accepted the the money, and there's no nation playing that hasn't had a human rights abuse history in their background. Yeah, yeah, it's like Matt saying he doesn't necessarily agree or disagree with the decisions, but he's not walking out on the game because he wants to be there and support the the glory. And, yeah, yeah, I, mm. I, I get mm. it. Yeah, I get it. And, and look, this happens every four years, and mm. it's a combination of a lot of hard work and a lot of investment. Mm. And but if you wanted to complain about it being in Qatar. It should have been started 12 years ago. I did. And, and 12 years ago, people were still climbing on Qatari Airlines planes and funding that, that regime. I did, yeah. So, you know, Once. Yeah, but the thing is, it should have been constant over that 12 <coughs> years, and it shouldn't be wait until we're there and then start moaning that it's there. No. No, but, I mean, way back when, I, I, I knew when this World Cup was going to be held because we had the Asian Cup in, in that particular nation, yep. and we, we knew the time and frame we all knew it was and, and the kick-off. We all knew it was brown bags, yeah. brown, brown envelopes full of cash and all those other things going on in the background. Cryptocurrency now. <laughs> Cryptocurrency now. Come on. Yeah. Mm. It's easier to wash, apparently. It, it's, it's, <laughs> been a, it's been a quality World Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Entertainment has been great. I've loved the and, coverage SBS of how we've first no time, shortage. The first time ever the English fans haven't been drunk and brawled. So mm. brilliant. Yeah. Isn't the first World Cup where there's not been a single England arrest? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I wonder why. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, but uh, but, uh, but the, the, the good thing about this World Cup is that we still had the odd shock result, but we didn't yeah. have that many shock results where it turns into a bit of a lottery and a farce. At the end of the day, you know, France probably have been the best team overall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Argentina take out the Saudi Arabia result, yeah. probably been the what best team overall. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we've had we've had enough shocks to not make it a, a mockery and a farce, but we've had some very good football played, which shows that it is the best teams that are at their competition that, that deserve to be there. Yeah, and, yeah. and honestly, roll on, roll on the final, and and then roll on four years to America and Canada and Mexico. Yeah, no, yeah. With, with that being said, the increase to forty eight teams, though, and 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 maybe groups Ooh. of three. I mean, that's going to be a joke. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I've just. I've just read just read this morning that yeah. they are FIFA have now reconsidered that and now yeah, they're going yeah. back to the, the groups of four. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, and I suppose that'll be groups four, then a group around the thirty-two, then around yeah. the fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. Nice. Not so, I'll put put this into a, a caveat. FIFA did reconsider about hosting the World Cup in Qatar as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but I don't know. I don't know whether you guys remember the Spain '82, where there was a group stage, and yeah. then the winners went to another group stage. Yeah. 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 That's, right. That's right. You know. Things like that are just, no, once you get in that group, the top two qualify, and let's just have a straight knockout, and the best teams will come out on top at the end of the day. Good call. Jim, appreciate your time today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love your work, Good and uh, please do join Thank us you. in 2023. Yes, please. Oh, you, you've only just got a message, and, and I'll be there. Good lads. Nice. Enjoy your Christmas, Jim. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone listening, and uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the festive time and get ready for the new season next year. Good on yeah. you. Thanks, Jim. See you later. Bye. See you. That was Jim Webb from Next Goal Wins yep. Podcast. Guys, it's uh, the end of the year for us. Yep. Um, there is more football, so you can get onto the World Football Program website or Facebook page and find out what's happening. Please, everyone, keep posting there and commenting. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> a little bit of a, a little advert here. We're going to a break now. Um, thanks to everybody. The World Football team are taking their Christmas break. Back on air Saturday, 21 in 
2023. If you miss us, catch our podcast on the World Football Programme website. Guys, you've been absolutely huge for us this year. Pete, Sean, Hugh and everybody else who's come in and yeah. joined the team. We, we love all your work. It really is a team. Mm. We like you listening in, so please keep doing it. Thank you very much. Give us a hoy. Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening in. You've got Len and Bags Groove up next. See you later. Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. you up for myself.